0: Um, uh, my old mate Robbie opening something up there nicely and I've said to him that we're going to go through this in one take Charlie mate what do you do you reckon we could do it mate for a, we've only done it once before do you reckon we could do it again
1: the only factor that might come into play is your hooter
0: yeah it's it's running like a glass blower's ass again mate but I I think I can I I may look like a complete state as in snot running everywhere but I'm I think my uh I think it'll be okay I think I'll get away with it and then when I say when we turn it off you you might want to take your headphones off or 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 mute me or something mate. because it will be a blow of death mate
1: it'll be like um yeah what probably I'm gonna say napalm death scum era (laughs) when you blow that isn't it
0: it might be by the if if we stay on if we stay on all the way through, mate. How are you, mate?
1: All good, yeah. All good. Looking forward to getting through. We're going to we're gonna do this in one go. We've got loads to get through. It's been a busy, busy week. Busy fortnight. Uh, well, it's been a week since we did the deepest cuts with Hutch. So uh, fortnight, though, of uh, the Thrash Metal Album Fortnite yeah. Club main podcast. So it's going to be great to get into all the nitty gritty that's been going on in the club.
0: And shall I tell you what nitty gritty will be grittying and knitting?
1: What are we gritting at?
0: We are going to go podcast uh, 94 review, mate. We are going to put uh, Anthrax to bed and their uh, kings among Scotland. we got a rank and file to sort out. Um, we had a new album vote. I've got three mentions to mentions. We've got a so far so good sophomore. And then we've got what have you been listening to, which I put on the very clever time of uh, uh, the same Posting time as our new album just because I completely fucked up the timing. It was going to be half four, came out at half seven. Yeah, but it It,
1: it, came out at half four somewhere in the world, didn't
0: it? Well, that's true. We're an international
1: club car, so half four somewhere in the world, it came out for them.
0: Yeah, something like Miami or something. The Miami contingent are very happy, but um, everyone else is now scrambling to get their three. So um, there you go, mate. There you go. So shall we, without further ado, because we like I say we're going to get this done in one take, Charlie. There's no overdubs. There's It's not like Unleashed in the East by uh, Judas Priest. There's no overdubs. There's no redos. We're going to do again. Do you know what? I've just got paranoid and I thought I'd better look and see if we're recording and we are there you go always be... worth
1: checking mate always, yeah,
0: always, worth. Wor- always worth it always worth it <laughs> right then thank you to everyone who listened to podcast 94 really appreciate it um we've got a real hardcore number and consistent numbers going through which is exactly what we want we want uh, people invest in this and we really do appreciate everyone listening so thank you so much but we don't do this thing where we say "Oh, share it with everyone because that's not really what the podcast are about is it really mate
1: no it's just giving back just really giving back to the members in the club what's been going on it was always to kind of summarize for those people that can't have a look and read all the comments in the club of every feature or of every post it was just a way a one-stop shop of people kind of tuning into the podcast when they whenever they might whatever time of day or night and just getting a, a real all-round summary of the club for the past fortnight and hopefully that's what we're doing in a kind of very quick, haphazard way. I think that's the best way. Substandard, substandard way, I think, is how we've so, been described. So, yeah.
0: Someone has described it. I think it was Andrew Matthews. Yeah. Down um, so podcast 94. Um, let's start with Kevin Adamson forgot to mention in my what have you been listening to reply that there is a bit of a mini titty mouth fuck reunion at the evil gig with myself Mr Rob and Mr Kinghorn a good time was had by all thrash metal of the album uh, album club Scotland out in force for the evil gig mate
1: well I think it's been said quite a few times about gigs up in Scotland and no doubt we'll be talking about it when we talk about the kings among Scotland the featured album the live album recently but the the Scottish gigs always look fantastic everyone always has a great time and yeah I mean we we've had some meetups haven't we at at various gigs but it's great that people are having these little individual kind of meetups and and developing and and renewing friendships through the clubs fantastic
0: yeah, it's brilliant. And uh, the, yeah, the photographs look f- absolutely fantastic. Wish I could have been there. That would have been brilliant being in the middle of all that. So eat it up, gentlemen, as we know, in these times and uh, the code I've been living long uh, by, like Mr. James Bond, is enjoy it while it lasts. That's what I always say. And that's what I'm always saying now, anyway, certainly with everything that's gone on the past two years. And talking of Mr. Kinghorn, Jamie was up next. Great listen in a very wet Storm Eus- Eunice dog walk. I think I've got a match ball this time. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to wax lyrical about Kings Among Scotland. If anyone gets a chance to come to Glasgow for a gig, I thoroughly recommend that you go. Great to meet up with Darren Robb and Kevin Adamson this week for the Evil gig and a bit of mutual respect going backwards the other way. Absolutely fantastic.
1: Yeah, I think, like Kevin says there, if anyone gets a chance to come to Glasgow, it's one of those kind of bucket lists moments in gigging really certainly of recent years certainly some of the bands that i like talk about some of those the scottish shows as being their best on the tours and you know look Mm. like just we'll probably talk about it in the anthrax the kings among scotland you can hear the passion you can hear the the kind of enthusiasm in the crowd Maybe that's why they chose Glasgow as the place where they were going to record that. I don't know. Or did they record every night and come up with the best one? Who knows? But yeah, they're certainly uh... I've been going on enough about the Scottish. They they don't, <laughs> need, they don't need me to kind of big them up. It, it's always I know the bands always seem to have good gigs up there and rightly so.
0: So what is it? We hop foot to Gatwick or Heathrow or even Southampton Airport, jump on the uh, early flight, get up there, watch the gig. Sleep rough in the uh, in the airport and then fly back on the first one home.
1: Well, we we've, we've got this massive pot of money that's burning a yeah. hole in our bank account for the Thrash Metal album, the Fortnite Club funds for things like this, Carl. That we've not been able to spend it on. So I think. Um, can we not go to San Francisco or somewhere like that as well as do like a a mini tour like we do San Francisco, we do LA, we go to Mexico, we'll have a bit of Barcelona. Oh, okay. okay. And Scott and Scotland as well, and obviously Cardiff and um, and Belfast and uh, and Dublin and. Um, And uh, Southampton, Carl. Uh,
0: Southampton. Okay. all right. Well, if they want to do the tour, we can do that. Um, I'll I'll dig deep into the funds and see what can be done. Anyone want to donate to that? We're more than open to receive your money. Um, And pigs may fly. Adam Matheson was also more realistically, uh, I'd like to know what you really think about Disney buying Star Wars. Don't hold back this time.
1: Yeah, you got a little bit, little bit passionate, a little bit creative with your words when it came to the Disney Uh, buying Star Wars thing that i it was a whole new kind of chapter for me because, yeah, it's a whole new world, as uh, someone sang in a Disney film once, didn't they? A whole new world. But don't hold back next time, Carl.
0: Is that what Star Wars film is that from?
1: That was where the beast comes out and um, the beautiful lady, um, was it, falls in love with him. Uh, Oh, yes, the
0: Mandalorian, you say. Yes, of course, that's exactly what it is. Nah, fucking... Uh, it's just I saw something on the, on there the other day, and there was some post about it was like a meme with um, with uh, I, I can't even remember someone pointing you know like a, a still from a film, and it was going every Star Wars fan. And I thought, well, I'm a Star Wars fan. I don't even know what this fucking is. So I guess I'm not a Star Wars fan. Fan. Thanks to Disney. So thank you for that, Disney. You there you go, Adam.
1: Get you've back the- Adam. Adam, you riled him again. If it's not long black metal bands that you can't pronounce, it's just <laughs> Star Wars.
0: Star Wars. I just ruined. Honestly, Disney just ruined it. Just ruined it forever. Everything they touch, they ruin. Paul That's Hutchins.
1: What, what did Paul Hutchins say? Oh, okay.
0: What did you do? another cracking listen? I'm not wasting my time trying to educate you on Marillion, though.
1: Well, no, I mean, it would be a waste of time for you. He could educate me on Marillion though, because I, shockingly, I've looked back, the the guy that Paul was talking about was, and I was saying, well, I think he's the author. Uh, it was actually the keyboardist as well that is the author that's in Marillion. So I still need a fair bit of um, educating on Marillion. I'm not a, not a huge student of Marillion, but I like sometimes what I hear. And I'm certainly looking forward to their new album that's going to be coming out tomorrow. It's certainly going to, provide my soundtrack to to, to work uh, tomorrow at least because it's going to be uh, um, coming out and looking forward to that
0: oh okay now um, Paul has sent a text and he was saying that that is going to take a lot because the new act, I think he's already listened to it I think he's reviewed it for one site or another uh, I'm not sure who it's for but he's certainly reviewed it and he's definitely heard it and he reckons it's going to take a lot his quote to take it off the number one spot this year for him.
1: Well, that's a that's a fair, you know, if, if you need any kind of anything to go by, I'm more than happy to, To, to Paul knows his onions, doesn't he, really? And, uh, you know, when people like similar music to you, not all the way, but certainly if, uh, if, if it's got that high praise from Paul, it's going to be a, a fairly, fairly, fairly... Deep and good album, Carl. So I'm looking forward to that. I've only heard the I, one song. I've only heard the one song off it and I really like that. So, yeah.
0: I'll tell you what really turned me off with, with, with Marillion. And I remember being off sick at school once. And so you watch you know, like daytime TV for the first time ever. And you think, this is a whole new world. You know, mum plopped me in front of the telly because I couldn't. And I was genuinely ill. So I couldn't really do
1: it. A whole that. New world.
0: It was a whole new world, certainly. That Disney, Disney soundtrack coming back. And do you remember a program it was so i can't remember it was i think it might have been sort of like right in the middle of like midday or something it was called pebble mill pebble mill that? yeah that
1: was from birmingham yeah. wasn't
0: it it's from birmingham and they always had they had this weird building like a glass fronted building if i remember frank and they had, it, didn't he? i can't i don't know yeah, but it was frank kind Foster. of like a magazine show wasn't it it was all Foster sorts of selena scott, scott. There's all sort of bits and pieces on there. And they would have, about you know, they'd have Toy wheel Wilcox or Spandau bally. And the day I was off, they were saying, and here with their new single, Marillion. And it was like the first one without fish. And I always remember thinking a band that has played Donington should not be playing Pebble Mill. But I remember distinctly thinking that.
1: All the great bands played Pebble Mill. Carl. <laughs> no, yeah, no great bands have played. <laughs> yeah. Clash can't
0: have played. The class kind of
1: played. The Clash did. They did. Was
0: Slayer played
1: it. Bolt Thrower played. played it. Slayer played Pebble Mill. Yeah.
0: Did Slayer do South of Heaven on Pebble Mill.
1: <laughs> I think it was <laughs> South of Heaven. Yeah, I can't remember.
0: Oh no. Maybe I've maybe I've dropped the clangor there. Maybe it is. Maybe it was the old grey whistle test in disguise, and I just wasn't hip enough. But I do. I I, I stand by it. I stand by it. That no band that played Donington should have played Pebble Mill, and yet they did. Shame on them. Who's with me, Robbie? You with me?
1: No, I'm not. I'm I'm more with the uh, the Pebble Mill guys and um, <laughs> playing it. I think you take your time. You, you. It was obviously one of the biggest daytime shows at the time was uh, of the time daytime shows at that time. And massive exposure for a band like that. Uh, well, for any band really. So Nah. Shouldn't
0: have done it. Shouldn't have done it. But anyway, that's enough about Marillion. No doubt you'll it'll be on the next deepest cuts, mate. You'll be um you'll be telling me all about Marillion and about this fella repeating himself and, and the keyboard player writing a book about astrophysics. But anyway, enough about that. Shout so thank you everyone that commented. And if you want me to totally um you know, wreck your, your uh your uh your your comments or you want to get me riled up about anything, just put a comment in here and, and and I will respond to it as I've just done there.
1: Yeah and if it's if it's about Star Wars it's likely to get double the aggro, isn't
0: it? Yeah, yeah, double the aggro, yeah. But there you go. Um shall we move on to our featured album that we've just closed, mate?
1: So this came away by a member suggestion. With- Which was the when we put it to the club about what what kind of how can we freshen the club up how can we keep it kind of quite interesting I think Jamie Kinghorn suggested how about live album of the fortnight would that be the case that was the case so we approached Jamie and said well you know it was your your idea how about having a little introduction written for it so Jamie went away and came back with a fantastic introduction that really kind of welcomed in this album which was the first for the club really of a live album
0: yeah so and, and yeah. good that he was actually at the event as well yeah you know that that's always good isn't it with the with the live album that I was actually there in the recording of it because I don't think I've ever been not for a live album I don't I, or a video or anything I don't think I've ever been lucky enough to be in a crowd where they've gone this one's going to be a DVD, or this one's going to... Oh, no, Motorhead, Bone Shaker. I was at Bone Shaker, but that's, mm. you know, that was when live albums were coming out quite quite fast, uh, you know, quite thick and fast at that point. Mm. Um, I'm thinking about the classic ones, I suppose, is what I'm thinking about.
1: Massive Noise Injection, Wolfsbane. Were you on that one, were you? Were you not there? Were you not there? I was there, yeah, but were you not there? No, where was that? <laughs> that Bingley? was
0: at the Marquee. Oh, OK, no, no, no. I wouldn't no. have bothered to go and see Wolfsbane at the Marquee, I don't think.
1: You did mention classic, so obviously that's what they came up with.
0: <laughs> Was that uh, the Howling Shithead Bastards or whatever they're called? The
1: Howling Mad Shitheads, yeah. The
0: Howling Mad Shitheads, there you go. That wasn't far funny. Anyway, was
1: go on, then. anyway, yeah. So Jamie went away and he came back with a fantastic introduction, and it was really quite refreshing to have an, an album that, yeah, a band that uh, always talked about very highly in the club. They're not everyone's cup of tea, but there's a lot of passion, especially when you're talking about the live performance that a lot of the anthrax uh, shows are. that They're always always good fun, always high energy, and often really great set lists, other than the the odd songs here and there that kind of get spoken about that they shouldn't be in there. But, yeah, it was fantastic, really. So we'll see what the members thought. We, we decided that we're not going to... Uh, score it as a conventional album the fortnight
0: correct we're not going to give it chart position is what we've agreed wasn't
1: it no that's right
0: so go on and hit me with it one more time which is probably a Disney thing as well
1: well Mr Solid George Nisbet he said I had a ticket for this but due to personal reasons I never went I had no idea until now that Among the Living was played in its entirety (laughs) fuck
0: (laughs) oh no oh that's that's gutting mate. you got to be gutted with that and it was a it was a good run through as well wasn't it um oh that's just that would be gutted. that's i mean that's the one that you want to go and see and you had a, and you had a ticket for it but couldn't go that's unlucky mate unlucky at least you hopefully you flocked a ticket and got a few quid
1: it was yeah it, it was a good run through it wasn't the correct running order run through yeah. Was it? But it was still, which kind of at first caught me off guard. I thought, hang on a minute, that don't quite go there. But yeah. it worked, and it, it for whatever reason they they did it in that way. And and it was, yeah, it was a great listen. Like I said earlier, they the crowd come through without being totally over the top and like, oh yeah, is that really them? Almost like canned laughter. But yeah. it's great when they're you know that they're, they're they're introducing the songs or whether they're humming or singing along to the bass, like the cello that's played in the bass at the beginning to be all end all. It's just coming through that enthusiasm for the crowd. And yeah, it really came across well on the live because sometimes they can be, they, they can be their downfall really. They can either be so... Almost like, well, this isn't a live album. It sounds like it's in the studio or it can be so live that, like you say, it can be recorded in your pocket and sound like it's in your pocket. But there was that really good balance between having the crowd interacting with a band and having quite a, quite a crisp, but still a live sound come across on this album that really worked well.
0: Yeah. Oh, it, uh, the recording was absolutely brilliant. It mm. was very, very well recorded. I, I, I get that. Uh, I think that you're right. The crowd was in the right mix because I've I heard a live album recently, the Wild Hearts live album, which was 18 months ago, maybe. And the crowd, I mean, it was at the garage in London, I think. I think that's where it was recorded or somewhere fairly, you know, we're not talking massive. And yet it sounded like it was Wembley Stadium or, or you know, something mad like that or in Argentina, in a stadium in Argentina. Yeah. Uh, the crowd were like jesus they're deafening do you know what i mean yeah. and 700 people don't make that much noise do you know what i mean so they've obviously cranked the uh the uh, and you, and you're right it just sounds because it's because you know that it's not doesn't sound genuine it, or authentic uh, one
1: of Whereas the guys one that, one, one, yeah one of the guys that was at that gig he says an amazing night from start to finish Darren Robb, he says, the energy from the band and the crowd was intoxicating. I never wanted it to end. This has been beautifully described by Jamie.
0: Yes. Thank you again, Jamie. And thank you, Darren, for that. Again, having that uh, being there and witnessing it must have been fantastic. And then having it professionally um, recorded and having that as a statement in time is. Is so personal to the. I'd imagine every single punter that went through that door got whatever package that was available because it is a special thing. It's their best album, most well-known album, the one that you would handpick, and they choose to to capsulate that in your in the the, the gig that you happen to go to on that tour. Because you went to the London one as well, didn't you, Rob?
1: I did, yeah.
0: And was it the same set?
1: Uh, I don't know about it, certainly the London one, I'm sure the London one we got among the living in its correct running order. and okay. we, I, I don't think i I don't think we got Medusa because you get Medusa on this, and okay, uh, fairly early on, I'm sure they play Medusa. Yeah. um I, I don't remember having that in London, but other than that, I think, I, I'd say it was, yeah, probably not far off that other than other than the changes from you know the slight bit of among the living slightly i'm sure we got it all the way right the white way right round and it was an amazing if it was anything to go from the london show it was a just a real celebration of a fantastic album and even even with the the first half of having those classic songs and a few new songs as well you're still getting an hour's worth of fantastic music
0: yeah well, and, and you would have known whether Medusa would have got played because of those stunning lyrics of she's staring at you with her eyes, which I just yeah. think is just a great lyric to write, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I, I, Darren Robb, that's a, that's, a, that's a great comment. Intoxicating, I bet it was. I bet oh, it was.
1: Well, uh, intoxicated, I bet they were.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they were. <laughs>
1: Brian DeAndrade, he said they came here in 2013, advertising that they would be performing Among the Living in its entirety. At the show, right off the bat, Joey said, We're going to try to play the entire album. I knew right then that we were getting screwed out of either One World or Horror of It All. Sure enough, they skipped uh, Horror of It All. Yeah, Horror of It All. Yet they still played Antisocial and got the time and Madhouse this isle i tried suing them for false advertisement
0: <laughs> well i think you're valid for a um, for a litigation there um why would they is it the fact that they can't play them or won't play them or they just felt that it would slow the momentum or the amount of time that it would take to play the album in its, its Cause it is entirety because the the um the actual album is two hours long isn't it from beginning to end yeah so if they'd have shoehorned those in, we're talking an hour and fifteen, unless they dropped something else from the first set, which would have then made it a bit lopsided, I guess.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, set, set list staples. Some of them, it's it's always going to be hard to chuck them out. I mean, Madhouse is such a such an iconic song. That riff really is, and it gets the whole place going. And you know, going from A.I.R. into Madhouse, it's it's no wonder they 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 feel they can't get it out of their out of their set list. And I I mean I don't know Brian's issue with Madhouse or what it is because it, you know I think it's a it's a great live song. It um old me old mate Neil Coggins on his radio show last week. Cole on Full Metal Racket, a bit of mutual loving because he's always mentioning the club. Yet again he mentioned it. Brilliant. And I'm going to mention his Full Metal Racket, fantastic show. Uh, it's it's out there on Hard Rock Hell Radio. He played for um, Madhouse as well. And that was after, you know, I'd been listening to the album and he played it again. And it just makes you focus on something when you're hearing it kind of out of isolation, such such as you're not listening to the whole album. It again made me think about the live situation and how well that song and that kind of maybe that the the gig itself was coming across because... It was just a really kind of for three or four minutes. It's just a an instant kind of yes. This this is why I came to this gig to see the to to, to hear songs like this.
0: Definitely, and when you're there, I mean, uh, I, I think Brian has seen uh, Anthrax a fair few times, and I, I didn't. When I can only sort of put it when I was to go and see Motorhead, I used to see Motorhead once every year, pretty much, and I would have been quite happy if they had done just songs from. 2000 and onwards, do you know what I mean if I didn't class- touch the classic era I wouldn't have been too worried because I'd, I'd, I've i heard and seen them all the you know, I've seen the Metropolis pretty much every time I've seen them same with with Spades and Overkill and all the rest of it and if they were just to go from uh, you know, March or die which is a bit earlier actually, 90s or whatever uh, forward to whatever album they were playing, I would have been quite happy with that even from 2000 from like We Are Motorhead but I do know that there would have been, I wouldn't have been able to get out of the building alive because if they didn't play, motorhead didn't play one of those songs, there would be absolute riots. And it's the same with Anthrax, isn't it? Those three songs that Brian has said there, Antisocial, Got the Time and Madhouse. If I were to go and see them, bearing in mind I haven't seen Anthrax the number of times that, that Brian has, I know Antisocial gets a, a bit of a, a bit of a, but we, everyone knows it. Uh, whether they like it or not, they kind of enjoy it. And if they weren't to play it, you would be, well, you know, uh, where's Antisocial? And you would be wanting to have a good sing-song to it. Do you know what I mean? So I kind of get, I, I do kind of get both ends of that, to be honest.
1: No, I do, I, I do as well. I, I, yeah, I'm joking when I say I don't I don't know what his beef is, because I'm not joking, but... Um, you know, everyone likes different songs, don't they? And that some of the classics are not for everyone.
0: Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. John
1: Andrews, he said, just bought the DVD in the back of this, which was excellent. Saw them at the forum on this tour. Couldn't believe how long they played and loved the set list, including Antisocial. Glad they had a break in the middle for us oldies to have a piss break. It's a great <laughs> live album.
0: There you go. He was at the same show as you, mate, and you crossed paths and you didn't even know it, mate.
1: We didn't even know each other back then either, yeah. so... John, it was a pleasure to meet you that night, even though we never did, mate.
0: Yes, a stranger is just a friend you haven't met. Just remember that, mate, and that's a case in point. There. But good that you got the DVD, and uh, knowing, John, there's probably a nice package in there, something, isn't it? A nice, uh, because there's some great packages out of this um, this live album, isn't there? There's vinyls and DVDs and fold-outs here and, and stuff like that. I'm sure there is. I'm sure they really pushed it, because they, they've, they've had a few live albums,
1: Anthrax have, but... Uh, this we're on the strength of uh, the, for all kings, the, the for all kings the for yeah, all kings the yeah album yeah yeah it was you know a, a, a strong strong album that saw them really kind of return return to form didn't it so it was I say a return to form almost like the 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 height of their commercial I, I saw Anthrax described as dad rock now they're not dad rock they're still one of the most kind of innovative thrash bands out there certainly going on their back catalog maybe today they're not quite as as uh, pioneering as they were but they can still play that those songs that they were instrumental in creating a scene in creating new scenes and I think um yeah D- D- dad Rock's a big <laughs> a <bit> cruel, really. <laughs> But, um, yeah, I, I don't think certainly for all kings, saw them seize that mainstream thrash crown, certainly, uh, and kind of run with it while still having some credibility because there's some great songs on, on there. I mean, Breathing Lightning is a fantastic, yeah. you know, modern metal song. It's uh, the way it's orchestrated is a brilliant song.
0: Well, I, I've been thinking about that with Anthrax for a long while. I remember seeing them at some of the Astoria shows on the uh, we've come, is it? come for you all um and i just i I didn't think they were they were that thrashy to be quite honest with you um i just thought like you said right there a modern heavy metal band yeah Um, and there's nothing wrong with that they were absolutely fantastic still are um but if you think that you're going to get the 1987 thrash metal band then you're certainly not that's not what they're about but i just think they can they've figured out that kind of path for themselves where they've got this kind of groovy metal side to them but also this classic metal with the sort of thrash background if you like and i think it works brilliant for that and i don't know anyone else that could tread that line not you'd have to go and be back in the day and come through it like they have to get where they are i don't think you could engineer something the sound that they have
1: no i think you're right i I think that's um, a fair point carl a fair well,
0: point. I'm going to say something about spreading the disease when we get on to so far, so good sophomore as well later. So hold on to your to your britches about that one, mate. So, um, yeah, might be controversial. Might be. It might be like the Disney. Um,
1: comic, ooh, mate. Ooh, ooh. So,
0: you know, just just hold on to it, mate. Just hold on to it. But should I give you the scores, mate? Go on then. So, uh, like I say, we're not going to position it, but we are going to score it. It is in the Hall of Fame and the first anthrax album to get in there but not as high as i'd expect 7.69 mate
1: well it's in that's all that matters eh? it is
0: bearing in mind that's a state of euphoria surprisingly or not surprisingly as some people as i've as i've later found out in later life that is in the sub seven it
1: is yes um it's a, it's a strange one, that, because there's some, well, we're not going to talk about but <laughs> euphoria. We've got plenty to talk about, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, Lee Evan, Lee Evan, uh, Leanne Evans is off Facebook at the moment, so we won't get about Carnival being in there uh, again, but uh, they are, and they, they're they staying there, and if we do the yeah. other album with that, we'll also be in the sub-7, I'm sure. But um, sorry, Leanne, just the way it is. She's in Facebook prison. She won't be listening, but um, it, it's you know i i anything with those classic among the living songs you know is going to score high i just thought it might score a little bit higher
1: yeah yeah no you're right you're right but it's a live album as well not everyone likes a live album i'm i'm you know my my kind of history of live albums is probably count them on the you know on one hand it's obviously the classics maiden live after yeah. death um Wallsbane, massive noise. <laughs> <laughs> Choir boys live at Guildford. No, <laughs> I, I just, just some people, I can't always, you might be able to throw a live album and I'm really, really enjoy I'm not, I, 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 I don't mind them, but... If it's a choice between a studio album and a live album, I'd always plump for the studio album, always. Yeah. And um, maybe some people reflected that in in the voting as well, because, like you say, among the living, if if we if we featured it as an album of the fortnight, it would it would score, yeah, you know, probably in excess of nine.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh God, uh, yeah. yeah. And
1: you know, this album had half of it on there, and the rest of it had classic Anthrax on there, so. Mm.
0: Mm, definitely I mean I think it's it's um, live albums for me have to sort of capture an event of, but they're not even have. I, I guess I'm, I'm harking back to like the uh, Donington performances on the off of um, um the Friday night rock show and things like that with TVs rock show and stuff that that you know it was a big event and that's what I I think should be capsulated and and caught in that moment Um I think too often now it's like well we're doing 40 50 100 dates and we just recorded one and there it is and it's sort of like well how special is that special to the people that were actually there for sure but for everyone else i don't know how special it is unless you do have like a a crowning moment like a headlining slot at a festival or a uh, a special gig at a special venue or, um, you know, like this one, capturing the uh, Among the Living in Scotland, where they're very, they've always waxed lyrical about and always wanted to record a live album there. So it, it, I just don't know. It, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It just needs to be something a little bit more special for me to really sit up and pay attention to a live album.
1: But some of those special live albums, I can hear you what you're saying, because some of those special ones like the, the Friday Rock Show, Tommy Vance, I remember the... Whitesnake, uh, Aerosmith, Donington, 1990, yeah. 19, would it be? It uh, would be, yeah. And, you know, he'd be talking, introducing the bands, he'd be saying, oh, and Adrian Vandenberg, legend in his own lunchtime. Man. <laughs> and, and you know, to really, really kind of building up the atmosphere of introducing uh, the bands. And then the band would come on and you'd hear the swirling wind, you'd barely be what? able to hear the guitar playing, but that was what you were kind of Picking to listen to on your on the ste- on on the radio one that day to try and oh, I'm just I've got my, my cassette I'm recording it oh, it sounds shocking but it's Donnington and it's you know but that's an event like you're talking about the the kind of emotional connection maybe you have with it but going back to what I was saying earlier early on sometimes some live, live albums sound so like they've been messed around with too much that yeah it, it doesn't feel like a live concert and mm. You know, I'd still stand by. Yes, there is that. Um, For me, I'd go for the studio album ahead of the mm. live album, but that's just me. Um, But there's always that kind of emotional connection if you have been to those gigs, certainly if they were some of your most formative ones back in the day or you couldn't go to them, such as the Donnit and early ones. And mm. yeah.
0: So that's the live album done. We'll, we'll see what's happening next year. We're a bit limited for choice. So if you do have a choice, let us know. Um, the reason why we, we did have about 11 live albums mentioned, but for one reason or another, we couldn't feature them, either that we had featured the band recently or uh, not thrashy enough. So um, or if more coming out or if there's more available or there's more than one that you think, let us drop us uh, a line and we will stick it in ready for next year. So um that is that thank you so much it was great listening to it and great listening to all the comments and we've moved on to experimental Fortnite and your opening thoughts on watchtower mate ready for next week's podcast what is your opening opening initial thoughts for that mate
1: well i have listened to it Fairly recently, someone featured it. Adam featured it, I think it was. Adam Matheson featured it in uh, T90. He featured the song Mayday in Kiev. And I really enjoyed that. I had heard the album before that, but never really kind of sat on it long enough to really get into. it. It's quite a difficult album to connect with straight away. And I think that has a lot to do with possibly the vocal delivery. But there's so much going on in the music that, as Kevin suggested in his excellent write-up to th- this evening uh, that we've posted for the um, Control and Resistance album, that there's just so much going on, so much to get your teeth into that it still sounds uh, very, very progressive, very, very forward-thinking. And this is over 30 years ago. It's an album that I really have enjoyed, kind of going in, getting into, maybe a. a bit later than i I'd, I'd kind of would would certainly i'd preferred to have got into it years ago but that's the thing with music isn't it you just can't listen to everything and i've really enjoyed getting uh, listening to it recently and i'm gonna spend the next yeah next fortnight really tucking into it and no doubt giving it a high score because i like what i've heard what about you
0: uh, i've listened to it twice so far uh, I, I do think that's when I was saying, "Okay, this is up Robbie Street." I, I must admit, um, I, I really enjoy it. Um, one thing for anyone that hasn't listened to it: um, watch out for the sound of those tom toms. Oh, god, dear me! It's like a it's like a wet fart in a thunderstorm, mate. Well, well, um, we will no doubt,
1: know, we'll be chatting about it in two weeks' time.
0: Yes, we will. Shall we uh, move on to rank and file, mate?
1: Yeah. So this was the um, this. This is where we we have four songs. And we pit them up against each other. People rank and file were the, them. What were they, Carl?
0: Well, shall I do them? Um, uh, so we uh, we had four. Obviously, as you've just said, Dream Widows, uh, March of the Insane, which which is in fact the thrash metal effort from Mr. Dave Grohl. which uh, raised a few eyebrows UK thrash band in human nature's new song or single under the boot mini EP uh, Viking metal don't call them Viking metal I'm on a Marth with their new single put your back into the ore and uh, mainstayers I don't know what you would call them like death I suppose arch enemy and their new one handshake from hell a bit like a Hollywood handshake but just from hell yeah, so uh, you,
1: you'd think looking at that, a nice mixture. You've got the, the multi-platinum selling rock star. You've got the real underground thing going on. And then you've got just, yeah, very, very big bands within our world. Also, well-established mainstream metal bands.
0: Yeah, two that I think are both headline Bloodstock or A Day of Bloodstock. Uh-huh. You've got someone that headlines festivals and someone that headlines the dev. So you've got a real kind of mix across the board there. Well. Shall I give you the running order?
1: The running order? Well, okay. yeah.
0: So, fourth place, Arch Enemy, Handshake with Hell, 29 points in total, mate.
1: Cool. That was 29 too many, mate, to be <laughs> honest.
0: You didn't enjoy it?
1: Boy, it was awful. Absolutely shocking.
0: A lot of people didn't enjoy that one. No. But, but you know, not really our kind of thing. No. Uh, no. But, not not really. I wasn't that interested in it either, to be quite honest. But it, it served the purpose. It was a solid six for me. Third, the second uh, headliner of Bloodstock, Amon Amarth. And their new single, Put Your Back Into The Ore. 32 points, only three points ahead.
1: And I think Amon Amarth have hit upon what works for them, haven't they? And they are very single-mindedly just doing what they need to do. And the fact that the song kind of stops and it's... <laughs> kind of breaks into this kind of slow drum beat where they know that people are going to just start rowing in the crowd at festivals. It's where that song was written for, wasn't it? It's yeah. just like, and, and they do what they do and they do it very well. I didn't enjoy the song, but it's a monomath. It's it's not it's not bludgeoning rousing a monomath, is it? It's just no. a, 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 very, a very well-written song that caters for the live setting that no doubt will be in the live set for years to come
0: yeah that, well, yeah and that's what i kind of felt with it it's a bit tongue-in-cheek and good fun like you're at bloodstock i mean who's to say we had a few jars with all of our friends we're by the Jaegermeister stage and all of a sudden this comes on in the distance and we go oh let's sit down and have a row shall we I mean, who's to say that we wouldn't do that but would I pay money to go and see that as in go to a gig specifically for I'm a Monomath? Probably not. Although they are doing some dates with Machine Head. Okay. But uh, we- I'm, I, at Wembley Arena, no less. Wow. An arena show. What well, uh, about co-headline, is it? I think it is a co-headline. Exactly that. Yeah. Wow. I don't know who's coming on first and second. I don't know who else is with them, but there you go. Third place, our stadium filler, but. Not really the Foo Fighters. It is, it is a thrash metal or a punky kind of side project. Dream Widows, March of the Insane. Only five points ahead of Amon monomath.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't mind that at all. I, I I thought it wasn't bad at all. Pretty good. You know, forgetting the fact that it was... Um, I've already forgotten who it was. um Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl. It was... I thought it was... No, nothing uh, that we haven't heard before but it was yeah a fairly decent stab at decent thrash metal it's um i i enjoyed it and yeah mm. what well, I, I wasn't going to kind of Hit on him because it's Dave Grohl and I, I particularly, I, I don't like the Foo Fighters. I can't get into them at all. And when I hear them on the radio, if if I'm in the unfortunate situation of having to have kind of a mainstream radio on that plays Foo Fighters kind of every other second, then it's it does my head in. But I enjoyed this, Carl.
0: Yeah, well, it was a bit of a mohead worship time, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: and I think he showed it. He showed his kind of metal credentials when he's done the Probot album in the past. Yes. There's some great, 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 great collaborations on there, and he's a huge Voivod fan as well, Dave Grohl. He really is a huge Voivod fan, and he he loves his metal. And I think sometimes it's nice for him just to go right, get away from the day job. I just want to go and just you know play some metal. And yeah. I think this was in playing some metal, and it, it yeah enjoyable quite liked it
0: get some get get some thrash metal and that's you like, sort of worth you, a second you like that one? yeah i did yeah i think i put that as number one for me actually yeah i was one of the three that put it as number one but topping our thrash in our thrash metal club we have got the band that headline the dev uh, i think they've got a live album live at the dev out actually and that is inhuman nature and their single under the boot
1: yeah it's great stuff wasn't it it's uh Yeah, a a real kind of, I'm going to say, dirty slab of kind of crossover-infused thrash metal uh it it was underground but it was it stood up quite comfortably and well head and shoulders really and from what the people are saying above the certainly some of the bigger people that it was up against the likes of a monomath and an arch enemy and rightly so the exciting scene within the uk shows that some of these bands the likes of inhuman nature and a lot of these other bands that you know branny's got on his uh, Moshing the roof on Volume Three—it's just so exciting. And Inhuman Nature are just one of the many bands out there doing their stuff. And under the boot from the the EP of the same name, it's a yeah, a great song.
0: Yeah, it is. It's a bit of a sort of um, a grower as well. Um, so mm. I was quite surprised that they finished on top, but nonetheless delighted for them. And yeah, let's let's see what happens with Inhuman Nature. I think the uh, pandemic has been particularly. Uh, brutal on bands such as this. Um, they haven't been formed long before it, so um, yeah, good on them. And what about that seeing inhuman nature at the dev That would be something, wouldn't it?
1: Well, it would. But you're going to see them at Bloodstock next year. They're on the they're on the Sophie stage. With um, are they? Yeah, on the Friday, uh, the same day as. Oh, get this, you know. Even if you're thinking, oh, who am I going to go and see? If you go up on the Friday, you're going to get to see at least Enforced and Discharge on that Friday in the Sophie stage.
0: Yeah. And then you, uh, is heathen in there as well?
1: I don't know. I, whew, if, if they are, then look at that. You get to see heathen as well.
0: I think heathen. And then you got Exodus, Gua and Testament on the main stage. Yeah. So. Although violence on the Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, well, I'm still, I'm, I'm going towards Friday. I say it now. I know I said three years ago, whenever there was, the violence got confirmed, but I just think, Friday's looking like thrash
1: metal day, isn't it? Well, yeah, there's just, I mean, bands like that, that in human nature, excite me more than sometimes maybe some of the more established bands that are, that are just going to be.
0: Churning bit, it out. A,
1: a, yeah. Just like, oh, here we are. And this is that song that you've heard many, many times whereas someone like in human nature are just so exciting. There is a bit like the kind of the gig that I didn't see last year at Bloodstock, the tortured demon. Yeah. I wasn't there but something like that had just been so exciting to have seen and I love Bloodstock I don't love Bloodstock but I love festivals for such as Bloodstock for that, that kind of experience that you can have just stumbling across a band in the in a new blood stage or in a kind of a smaller tent stage and it's just fantastic and seeing someone like Inhuman Nature playing something like that like you say they were a bit derailed but. We're the past couple of years and Branny featured them didn't he on i remember certainly an interview they had that album with the i wouldn't say rubbish cover but a a cover that doesn't doesn't quite depict what the music is it's got almost like it's a a masters of the universe kind of style
0: yeah oh yes
1: you remember and then you put the album on he's like it doesn't quite show what the music is but the music is fantastic and And Branning interviewed one of the guys from Inhuman Nature a couple of years ago, and certainly for his UK Thrashers radio show. And yeah, they were really going places, and then as many bands do or did. And at least now they look like they're getting... <clears throat> back on the track, they're certainly under the stewardship, I think, of Church Road Records and Church Road Records certainly released this on cassette. I don't know what the plans are. if There's a physical release on vinyl for this. I don't think there is because there would be by now or certainly word of it. The, the vinyl wouldn't be out yet. It'd be in a few months time. What were the delays? But certainly be something I'd be looking forward to. Uh, getting my greasy mitts on.
0: <laughs> getting your, your hairy mitts on mate. Mm. nice um so yep yeah, we've got another rank and file bubbling away i think we're going to do a bit of a collaboration with mr hutch aren't we uh, mr hutch has got some ideas you might have some ideas i might have some ideas we're going to mold them up together and we're going to see what um comes out the other end aren't we next week
1: always good these rank and files yeah always yeah. interesting to see what people think and it's sometimes you think what how can you like that one? That was shocking, but that's music, mate. And whilst I sit here and say arch enemy, 29 points too many, it's just I don't I don't particularly like them. But, you know, the next person absolutely loves them. So that's that's all good. All good.
0: I'll tell you what was all good was the D'Andrade years from 2019. One well, could yeah. say a classic year, mate.
1: A classic year, if ever there was a classic year. mate.
0: Oh, mate. And honestly, I'm just looking at the top 10 now. This is thrash
1: is it really thrash
0: It is thrash-tastic. So hold on. Hold on, mate. This is going to take you. So, um, <clears throat> yes, we drew out 2019. And do you want to hear the top 10 and react to it as such?
1: Why not? I'm going to write them down as I hear them.
0: OK, so joint 10th. Um, with quite a low score, to be quite honest with you. There was a lot of albums, by the way. Uh, 45 albums mentioned. So there's... Uh, Not a short um, of uh, an album if you want to uh, if you want to get an album from 2019. But joint 10th, Exhorder, Mourn the Southern Skies and Life of Agony, The Sound of Scars.
1: Yeah, I think Exhorder, the Mourn the Southern Skies was the album that took the title of the longest. Certainly an album that we'll be talking about had uh, nearly as much time since the last album was it 30 years since the last album yeah
0: yeah that's that's uh that's something going isn't it yeah is it the vatican album isn't it is that Slaughter in the vatican slaughter in the vatican yeah it might have been the
1: law i'm not sure if it's the law or slaughter in the vatican which oh okay but certainly it was one of the two and yeah
0: brilliant brilliant albums both good albums so up to eighth position now. Just calm down, Robbie. Calm down. It isn't like Disney taking over Star Wars, but in eighth position, Opeth in Cardia Venna.
1: Well, it's yeah.
0: I mean, it's, it's did I pronounce it right? First of all, uh, yeah, of course you did. I did, I did yeah, I did. Yeah. I, of course I did.
1: Exactly. Course that. You you did it as they did with this album. They they released an in a version in swedish and they did it in english as well so we could say that yours was a swedish version so okay. uh, for me it's an absolutely wonderful album by opeth it's not for everyone uh, but i just think yes yeah, it was my album of 2019 there's just so much in there mike's voice is absolutely beautiful i think they hit back there some of the really kind of heavy classic heavy stuff they don't go death metal on it but that isn't Opeth anymore. But there's some really warming, touching music on there. Really, really brilliant album. And it's good that it's not been forgotten about by at least probably two people. <laughs> <laughs> how many people mentioned it?
0: How it got mentioned. Oh, I did actually do the mentions column. So I'll do it now. One, two. Actually, quite uh, not too bad. It was six. Oh, well done, you
1: have a six. I'll give you a yes. chin chin.
0: There you go. There you go. Um, so, oh, no, uh, no, I was reading the wrong one. It no, was just me- say nine.
1: Just say nine. <laughs>
0: it was nine. It was nine. Yeah. Uh, number seven, Zentrex, Bury the Pain.
1: Well, you'll have to talk about this, mate, because I did, I couldn't really, I never really got on with this album, but you, you loved it, didn't you?
0: Love it. I love everything Zentrex do. It's just a classic Zentrex album. Um, and the classic sound came through it it was uh, the the british testament some people call them i think that's a bit of a disservice i think it's a it's a clever clever album nicely executed great production and sneak mix on there as well can't go wrong with it and looking forward to seeing them in a few weeks time hopefully if that if that gig still goes ahead good stuff number six See, I told you it was Thrash-tastic, Sacred Reich, Awakening.
1: Yeah, great to see another band come back with a, a real strong comeback album that many people liked. I I didn't get into it so much, but I liked a couple of, there were a couple of songs on there that the. That, that I just couldn't couldn't quite pull me in enough to really get into the album the, the kind of initial lead up singles but great to see sacred right back great artwork again it's very similar to the the sacred right kind of artwork they've got in the past and yeah good to see the boys back
0: do you, I dislike the one with the cowbell too much cowbell on it
1: was that something about donny or something
0: yeah, no, that was the single beforehand, Don't Do It Donny or something, Don't wasn't it? Don't Do It
1: Donny, yeah.
0: Don't Do It Donny, Nonny, 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 yeah. Um, number five, Flotsam and Jetsam, The End of Chaos.
1: Yeah, so there's some big, big albums this year. So like yeah. you say, it's a thrash, thrash album, thrash-tastic uh, year, yeah. I, I enjoyed that that album, actually. I like yeah. that.
0: Well, as we said, Flotsam and Jetsam are in a rich vein of form, aren't they? They really are hitting the uh, hitting all the targets. It's really good. Number four, Possessed, Revelations of Oblivion.
1: Awesome album. Brilliant stuff. Great. Again, Possessed. Yeah, what what a band. And yeah, like a, I say, a return to form. It was a real dark, dirty, um, uh, gripping album. It really was. Jeff Becerra's vocals weren't particularly, that um, they weren't growly. They were just him almost like talking his vocals out and they had a real kind of menace to them and in in only a way that kind of jeff sarah could can, can really kind of carry out uh very very um it kind of striking without being a striking uh vocalist and yes yeah, some some great death metal on there really like that album number
0: three death angel humanicide
1: all uh, right well you're going to have to talk about that, mate, because another album that I never quite got into.
0: Oh, absolutely brilliant album from front to back. Just a fantastic collection of songs drumming on it. Absolutely incredible. Some of it, I don't even know how he does it, but it's absolutely brilliant. And again, a band in a really rich vein of form, much like Flotsam and Jetsman. Hey-ho, there's a double headline headliner for you. Flots and Death Angel going out together. Ooh.
1: Absolutely. You talk about the drumming there. I'd be interested, a bit like a players player of the year award with a football team i wonder you know if people you don't hear him get spoken about enough about his technical or his just just his ability as a drummer but the guy from um from death angel is it uh, someone carol isn't it um mm. he'd never he, I, ju- I just think sometimes his performance is absolutely stunning and certainly on that that one that he had, we had recently with the guy uh, that had Danny Lilker on it had the guy from uh, the, 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 um, the 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 I can't remember the name of the band now the the guy from we featured it as a. Not a hit missile, maybe, but it was a real grindcore death metal song. Real kind of the the singer from Grave was on there. Was oh Steve? yeah, I can't
0: remember it's what they not called Steve it. Steve
1: Smythe, but the the guy um, Nick Charles Tucker sent us the link and um, yes, yeah, Ted not Ted Carroll. The, the, who's the drummer of Dead uh, Death Angel? I
0: don't know. I'm rubbish with names.
1: We say his name's carol and
0: yeah he's he's an
1: awesome drummer and he's been in the scene back to the right back to the early days for listening to podcasts where people talk about him and he's a yeah an awesome drummer but you rarely hear everyone kind of rightly so talks about dave lombardo gene hoagland uh, as you know these awesome awesome drummers and rightly so but i'd like to see Carol getting a little bit more loving. So I'm going to start it now that he should get, because he wasn't well at all. He was really ill yeah. with, the, you know, the virus. And I've, I've watched videos of him going, shopping for vinyl, and he absolutely loves his metal and that. And, um yeah, great. I, I, I really should maybe check out that album more because I do like Death Angel. I enjoyed them when we saw them at Bloodstock. and Yeah, yeah. yeah
0: they need to come back um number two overkill the wings of war
1: again i'll hand over to you my mate to talk about this one because it's yeah
0: solid overkill album chock full of everything there's searing guitar solos crisp as a crisp crisp drumming and sneering vocals it's just everything you would expect but just executed perfectly yet again An overkill just the one of the most consistent bands ever. Yeah. So that won't let you down. But way ahead of that, that got 22 points, which was only 12 points ahead of Sacred Reich in wow. sixth position. So there was only 12 points. And then um 30 points ahead at number one, Acid Rain, Age of Entitlement.
1: <laughs> and that's fantastic, really, that... A modern thrash metal classic album is rightly revered and regarded as as that as a classic album, because I think in years to come, it will be not by everyone because not everyone enjoys it, but it will be looked back by, you know, the kind of the thrash metal community by and large as a classic thrash album.
0: Sixteen people voted it at number one, two people second, no thirds. Wow. People love. Loved that album.
1: Yeah, no, so it's, a, it's a fantastic album. It really is. It's a real variety of thrash metal on there and the sound of it as well. Some of the albums that I kind of passed back over to you there, the likes of Zentrix, um, Death, Angel Death Angel Overkill, and Overkill yeah. to me just sound a little bit too clinical at times, just a little bit too my uh, kind of overproduced, the, 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 to my ears anyway. But this has a real richness, a real kind of real feel to it. And it just, it's not thrash metal straight down the middle. There's a real kind of punky vibe to it. There's a real kind of classic thrash metal side. There's a melodic thrash metal side to it. There's, there's Within the Woods on it, which is just mm. a, a modern day thrash metal classic song. And then you've got the Ripped Apart, a punky, upbeat, yeah. just punched to your face of a punk metal song that is just like you know and if you people were listening to this and, oh what's that song check it out it's fantastic yeah. um and you've got the obligatory cover on there that's fantastic cover it's yeah. just a yeah it's a wonderful thrash metal album and rightly so it's 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 up there as number one it's a great not ride just, not just me and you bleating on about Addison, <laughs> Britcher,
0: anyway.
1: yeah. other people like it
0: other people enjoy it mate
1: and that, and those that don't like it, they're going to get their kind of moment, no doubt. Of um, you know, other other British bands that that are out there that will get coverage in that, because that's the thing. There's there's enough British bands out there that we can cover the love and show the love for all of them. But I think, you know, for this for this 2019, rightly so, to come back after 29 years with an album that was so not unexpected. Well. Yeah, I didn't expect it to be this good, to be honest.
0: No, it, it, they've, they've really pulled it out of the bag. They really have. And uh, like you say, each song is a bit of an event in there. It's, it, each one is memorable. Each one has its own personality and identification. And that's what I think draws it above everything else. Yes. Well, Rich Tricky Hudson's yeah. taken home the um, the award because he got the closest he got the top three just in a different order. Acid Rain, Death Angel and Overkill was his one, two and three. So oh, Rich Rich gets the internet for the day. Well done, mate.
1: Oh, He of the mighty heavy claw. Good lad,
0: Rich. Well done, mate. Well done. So shall we pick another year? I think so. Now you are in that random number generator these days, aren't you? So I can just say the words to you and you can go for it. You can. Uh, one. We've only got eight left, mate. Eight left. Uh, so one to eight, mate.
1: One to eight, number 15. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to do the Gareth Pugh Paul Hutchinson, Paul Hutch method. I'm going to go number six.
0: Number six, 2013. Ooh, something tells me that's a barren year. A barren year, 2013. Does anything
1: spring to mind, or are you... Well, you kind of take yourself back to where you were in 2013, and uh wasn't a lot different to where I am now, but <laughs> what, li- what was I listening to in 2013?
0: Uh, right, well, let's find out. It's in um, chronological order, so this, um, this may take a little while. Halloween had an album out. Colt Luna, you're into them, are you not?
1: I do, yeah, I like them.
0: Uh, Enforcer, uh, Suffocation, mm, there's, uh, I'm I'm struggling with some thrash here at the moment, Anthrax, oh there's a covers EP called Anthems, um, Suicidal Tendency 13, there you go, oh bring me the horizon, sepaternal was released, I know exactly where I was around this time, <laughs> that will feature heavily. I'm sure. Oh, Sodom had an album out. Good, good. Satan, uh, they had an album. Oh, your old boys, Leprous. That were they? Were they crusty and good?
1: They're not crusty. No, they're they're more progressive and good. Was that Congregation?
0: I've lost it now. No, uh, it let, then. Let, let's say yes. Um, I'm down into July now, mate, and there's you know it's it's uh, exhumed they had an out. newstead had a couple of out man of war had one out uh Avenged sevenfold ministry had one carcass surgical steel you like that one don't you I don't hate sphere an old album of the uh, fortnight with murder lust uh corn that wasn't a great one trivium metal church had one out sepultura uh, Sepulturia. Sepultura. The, this is a great album title. The Mediator Between Hands, Heads, and Hands Must Be the Heart. Toxic Holocaust had one out. Uh just going through side and Nightwish. Not I'm I'm calling it Barren. Okay. It's a barren year. It's a barren year. There you go. I've called it. You've made me call it. It's a barren year. Keith but, Barron. Keith Barron. But there is um uh, the Bring Me to the Horizon Sepulternal album. So if you've got any issues, you could just you could just whack that in your top three and everyone will be happy, will they not, Robbie?
1: I don't think they will be Carl. No. I think you'll be <laughs> I think you'll be quite happy, but Oh okay. Okay, well, you
0: know it's out there, isn't it? I'm just giving people that option to enjoy that album. That's that's, that's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? It's it's it is what is. So um, before everybody turns off, I suppose we better we better we better move on, haven't we? So what are we moving on to? I tell you what, we should move on to, mate, and that is a couple of weekends ago we had a new a new album poll for a featured album. We're going to do after Experimental Week.
1: Yeah. And as I kind of spoke about there, that I think there's a lot of people that who may not like, not may not like, but, you know, there's that crossover between Acid Rain and Lormo Def. The fans like generally like both the bands. There's the occasional people that prefer one or the other. So whilst Acid Rain got their little moment in the spotlight there, I think it's time for another one of the UK thrashiest thrash bands and legends to get their moment in the in in the in the spotlight but before we get to that before we find out which of those it is okay there was a thursday or a wednesday evening poll that we put up to get suggestions for this weekend's we did um uh, vote and i think we came up with what was there in the end was there about 10 10 albums
0: 10 or 12,
1: I think, yeah. Yeah, Okay. And it was right from the start you could see that there was about four, four or five that were going to be the ones that were were leading the way. They were Son of the Endless Night, Voivod, Synchro Anarchy, obviously Son of the Endless Night, Life, A Tragedy Tainted by Malevolence, and blunt cutters by law mode. had wolf bastard in there. Yeah. Um, the the, um, the hammer the bastards. And yeah. there was another band in there that were doing quite well quite early on. Who I can't remember. But
0: oh, was that evil invaders? Was it?
1: Um, I can't. You know what? I don't think it was then. But okay, they were certainly mentioned. But there was another yeah. band that were quite high up. But. I think we'll just focus on the top three because they kind of took most of the votes, didn't they? Okay. So we had Son of the Endless Night, who took 15.5 of the vote.
0: That was my pick.
1: It was my pick as well. It would have been great to see that up there. I think it's it's an album that's grown on me.
0: Mm, Great album.
1: Second place. Another great album. Only, yeah. Came out what three weeks ago. Voivod, Synchro Anarchy, fantastic album. You had time to listen to it yet?
0: Yeah, oh yes, listen to it plenty of times and absolutely adore it. I think it's a, it's just spectacular from front to back. The only thing, and it's kind of my fault, is I had listened to the. I think they released three songs from it beforehand, so you kind of know almost thirty percent of the album straight away, don't you? But yeah, just uh, it, they they kind of have. Uh, I don't know. They 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 get a. Into a groove, and they really do separate the album. So they're, oh, they're writing like this for this album, still Voivod, but they're just writing like this. Um, And all the songs are kind of similar, uh, writing style, but all very different and unique. It's just they're just a great band, just a great band,
1: yeah. No, that's right. And in first place was Lomo Death with Blunt Cutters.
0: Well. uh, this song this album blew me away i for it i guess for distance travel, this is like a winner because i thought it would come out i'd listen to it once or twice go yeah yeah it's it's normal enough absolutely fine put it away um but it's not like that at all it really exceeded my expectations and then some so um it's going to score high for me this one
1: I think it will score high in the club as well because everyone that talks about it generally talks about it with such high regard uh, yes. that, that, you know, they'll be voting it kind of nine or ten. And I think most thrashers that listen to it for the first time will hear it with kind of, fuck me, this is a proper thrash album, this, and it's a bloody good thrash album. And yeah. it's it's got its very own distinctive individual style that no one else has. Yeah. And it isn't and it isn't a piss take. It isn't a joke. It isn't a laugh. It's a bloody good trash album.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I just I, I it's strange. They I, I just feel they haven't gone so much for the uh, for the comedy. They've gone for amusing songs, possibly. Yes. But they're, they're, <laughs> they're serious riffs in there. Oh, and yeah. Like the one I put. Deepest oh, cuts, the the C.O.B. one. That's, that is a great song. And. Uh, I think I've said it. They 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 really don't need to hide behind any comedy because the songs are that good. They can be released with a straight face because they are good.
1: Absolutely, yeah. It, no, it's a great album. It's certainly one that I'm going to spend more time with when it comes up. And yeah,
0: yeah. I think that's going to get a glowing review. So what did I did hear,
1: I, a, I did hear what, a great interview with? Pete from Lawmo Death on the I Hate Music podcast. Which oh, okay. Jason, who was the bass player in Agalock, many people yes. might know the band Agalock or certainly heard the band, and he has a podcast I Hate Music. He always features a someone from the industry, and he's a lifelong fan of Lawmo Death, going back to the days when he used to get the compilation albums, and for him, Lawmo Death were the band that stood out. Um, from those earache early earache samplers and and compilation albums and um, he interviews Pete on there and I think I don't know whether it was five years ago maybe maybe less but he he dressed up and came on stage at Bloodstock on whilst Longer Death were on there and they you know they have such a spectacle when they do the live shows but Jason came on, you know, it's his lifelong kind of dream. I think on like Jim O'Flaherty, not Jim fit Don't mention him. <laughs> um, what I mean is, it was his lifelong dream to come on and 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 play with Normo Deaf. So it's a great interview as well. If anyone wants to listen to another interview with Pete, obviously you have got the ones with Age, but you you on his talking bollocks. But there's also the uh, guy I hate music podcast. It's fantastic.
0: We'll get the links up for that one, mate, because I haven't heard about that. So it'll yeah, be interesting
1: good. to hear. Good. Well, Steve Nesfield, he said, honoured to be the winners of this. Oh, Steve Nesfield is in the band. Is he honoured? Uh,
0: apparently so.
1: Well, Steve Nesfield, he's honoured to be the winners of the part. Well, we're honoured to have you in the club, Steve. Yes,
0: we are certainly honoured to have you in
1: the club. Um, he says, be gentle. It's always interesting to hear what people think, though good, bad or indifferent. Well, I don't think there's going to be much bad, to be honest, Steve.
0: No. No. I think, again, this is going to be a good one. They had the initial when it's all come out and everyone's glowing about it and they're doing their um, doing their uh, um, promotions and stuff like that. But really, it does. you need a little bit of time with an album for it to sink in. That's when it really does pass the test or not. So I think we've picked it, the club have picked it, right at that sweet spot where it's still a new album, but you've got to grips with it and now you're really getting into it or you're not yeah and i think that's the biggest thing like some people hear it, like, yeah it's great i haven't heard it again uh well you know your initial reaction is great but but so it's going to be great to see what people say go either yeah i came back to it five or six times or i have been playing it constantly or played it once i didn't play it at all that's what it says so i i think this is the prime time to get the review
1: Neil Beasley, he says, this is an impossible list. Could easily vote for them all. Could have a sport question instead.
0: And ju- it was it, the reason why that comment is in there, mate, is because interestingly, as soon as he said that, I was having a text conversation with John Wig about the uh, 1988 Cup final. So I decided to share the love and give Neil the uh, the same question that, um, that John posed me. And uh, Neil got it right.
1: Was it something to do with Wimbledon?
0: It was something to do with who scored the winner.
1: Yeah, uh, good stuff. So,
0: do you know do you know the answer? Uh,
1: was it... Was it Laurie Sanchez?
0: It was Laurie Sanchez. <laughs> very, very good. Very well done. You, Neil Barsi, me and John, sports quiz on eggheads. There you go, mate.
1: Uh, where are we? Um... Ian Salisbury. Ian Salisbury. thrown a vote of Voivod. Even though I'm slightly underwhelmed by the album so far, the new Lormo Death album is rightfully running away with it already. It's a cracking album.
0: Ah, there you go. See, so, yeah, torn there, but two, that's a great vote. That's that's best of both worlds. Showed your allegiance to Voivod, but then um happy with the outcome of Lormo Death. There were no, we were gonna get a good album either way. There's been some good album releases over these last three or four months.
1: Absolutely. Dave Wiggy Marley, always great to have Dave on. He comments a lot and he said, I've had to vote for Lormo Death purely for the fact they still bring me as much joy as they did when I first saw them all those years ago.
0: And there you go, mate, that word joy. Now, that is the way it should be done. How much joy do they give you? If it's a chore, if it's not enjoyable to listen, then you don't like the album regardless who it is. But this album is a bit joyful.
1: Yeah it's yeah absolutely it's, it's not stupidly funny it's joyful and thrashy
0: yeah and lighthearted to the respect that it's uh, you don't have to seriously seriously concentrate on every single note but also worthy of putting everything else down and listening to it solely yeah. so it's, uh, it's it's I think it's going to be great i think it's going to be a great yeah, fortnight next fortnight and we're going to we we run to a winner lovely great stuff great stuff so we're crashing on mate and uh let's let's get this uh um keep keep the momentum going with i've just got a couple of mentions uh the razors edge released a interview with uh, a podcast interview with sean killian from violence sean very relaxed in the interview um almost very happy to be there and um it gives us some great information and a great insight into the band
1: yeah amazing what money can do <laughs> <laughs> you you pay someone enough money they're nice and relaxed
0: money 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 yeah, it's funny
1: because i've heard sean killian in um all manner of uh interviews and i think it depends sometimes on the interviewer doesn't it and and certainly uh, in light of his illness sometimes people have interviewed him and not done their research and kind of say, oh so you know it's a uh, regarding you know, drinking and that kind of thing He's saying look yeah. It was never about the alcohol. It was, it's, yeah, not, about it's, things, had, it's yeah. not about taking things easy now on tour because it, it, it was just, it, it was an illness, blah, blah, blah. And I think he's such an imposing figure, not physically, but in terms of kind of personality. I think sometimes you've got to know how to, how to kind of take the, you know, d- deal with these these legends of our scene. Mm. And, and I think if you do your research and, and the right people out there doing the interviews, oh, I, I certainly I certainly wouldn't want to interview people like this. It's um, it, it's great that they're doing these interviews and getting them out there.
0: Another mention for us, mate, uh, the Deepest Cuts Volume 4 with old Gareth Pugh. Great, uh, great fun doing that. And oh, that was with Paul, wasn't it? Gareth was number three, wasn't
1: it? It was, but it was great with Gareth as well.
0: It was great with Garrett as well, but it was Paul that we'd done it before with. Yeah. Uh, who put a great uh, selection of um of tracks on there. And uh, yeah, it was great um, feedback that we got from it. Really appreciate it. And I enjoyed listening to it. Um, i tell you when I listened to it, mate, when I was stuck on the A3 for almost two and a half hours. Wow. That's that's some going. So at the high dead traffic light, mate.
1: Yeah, that's that's. Mm. I, I feel for you mate because i knew you were in that when you were and it's, it's it's not great but it's a nice playlist to listen to while you're doing it you've got a real mixture of thrash death black metal and and a touching youtube documentary that you could have listened to you could have watched if you wanted to
0: and if you want to know what we're talking about go and check it out because it's mm. still up there um, another mention that we have got a comment to uh the breaking news that mr dave lombardo joins testament mate now what is your reaction to that robbie
1: uh, fairly indifferent, really. I, I, I'm not particularly excited by it, but I can see why people do get excited. by. It. But then I'm not a massive Testament fan. However, I do respect the band and I really respect and, you know, enjoy Dave Lombardo's work. So I'd be interested how he kind of what he does in Testament. But, you know, some people were, you know, really losing their their mind over it and rightly so if you're into it so uh, it w- what does it mean for dave lombardo it just means that he's moving on to another project and 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 great while he's drumming get him out there get him involved in all these projects that he wants to get involved with because he's a wonderful wonderful drummer and if he can with his wonderful drumming you know uh, then drown out chuck billy's vocals then <laughs> <it's> long <laughs> So,
0: <laughs> and don't get with about Disney going through the mirror, and now we've got Chuck Billy, and all the classics are coming out. Yeah, just, right.
1: what have you started?
0: What just one thing though, mate? Over the Wall, done by Dave Lombardo.
1: Yeah, no, I, Carl Thrashwise, I think Testament, fantastic, and it'd be great to hear some of those songs played with him behind the kit. I think Thrashwise, brilliant, brilliant band with me it's the vocals but I'll be interested to certainly interested to see what goes on there and and Michael Tinaglia he says yes the king of the double bass drum joining testament mind as well Dave is what five other bands what's another one hardest working drummer in all of the music and it shows his range as a drummer as well he can play punk rock metal pop I bet he could even do jazz if he wanted to he's showing everyone out there there is life after Slayer
0: certainly cuban jazz he can certainly do michael and uh nice to have you along i think it's the first um, time we've mentioned michael so always great to get new uh you guys onto uh, the podcast and i totally agree i think he's a, he's a he's obviously in uh suicidal tendencies as well drumming for them and uh all the the Mike Patton stuff going down so yeah I, i'm really looking forward to that and that's why I'm leaning towards Friday at Bloodstock, seeing an hour's worth of testament with Dave Lombardo behind the kit. Even you can just drown out Chuck Billy, mate, and marvel at some of the stuff that um, Dave Lombardo is going to do for you, mate.
1: Yeah, and this isn't a time to be kind of, you know, oh, well, what about Gene? But I would like to just, you know, Gene has been such a fantastic drummer, and it looks to me really more interesting. What's going on with that, the Gene Hoglin side of things? Because if that is opening doors up to a Dark Angel album, then, you know, awesome stuff.
0: That's the one on the bucket list for me because I didn't get to see him. So let's get that working. That would be great. Um, Last mention here, just a roll call, really. The trifecta tour is coming to a town near you or not so near you. some. But, you know, it's the trifecta tour. Um, They they haven't got the budget of uh, the World Slavery Tour, so they can. uh, They're doing really good jobs, though. Uh, And I think they're using the model of they're going out at weekends, aren't they? So they're doing Friday, Saturday and Sunday leaving it and then doing another three cities Friday, Saturday and Sunday, which I think is the absolute right thing to do. But we have got club representation all over the place. Um, we've got Bristol. Paul Hutchins is going. Bolton, Andy uh, Fernley and Corvo Otano. Derby, Neil Bolton's going to Leeds. Maria Innocent is going to and at Kingston, me and you are going, mate.
1: I think we're going to have to get some picks made up and get them sent out to some of these representatives and get them to chuck them on the bar at some of these venues. Yeah.
0: Well, I've got, I've got the ones that I've, I've found them, mate. So I, I just, oh, can't remember to bring them. Them. yeah, I've got them. I've got them. Uh, so um, I will get them. Oh, well,
1: I've got, I've got a few left as well, but yeah, I'm, I'm dead excited about that. Some, you know, did it, um, affected Thrasher Wolf and Blacklist fantastic seeing those three, but also, imperium in there in their hometown type gig it's going to be it's going to really go off i'm looking forward to that so much
0: yes definitely definitely so if you haven't already get yourself a trifecta ticket or get yourself down and it's going to be great it, that's all we're going to say shall that we is- move on to so far so good sophomore mate
1: we could do but is there any way we can just pause it to for you to go and blow your nose
0: why is it is it, is it sounding not great
1: no i need a piss
0: I'll do it. Okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. up. Okay, let's stop. Knew we could get it all done in one go, mate.
1: We did, didn't we? It was seamless, just all the way through.
0: (laughs) Do you feel suitably refreshed, mate?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I did. I've been holding on to that since we we started the reaction, mate.
0: (laughs) Oh, your eyeballs must eyeballs must be floating, mate. Oh, they were. Where are we? so
1: so good sophomore
0: go on and tell us
1: well there was uh, two albums here that really were gonna oh kind of do what they did really anthrax spreading a disease straight down the middle thrash metal no getting away from it and then the frost with into the pandemonium uh an album that was always going to divide the club some that absolutely love it some that just question its relevance not only in the club but in in history It's a real kind of just divisive album, shall we say.
0: Uh, And where do you stand, mate?
1: What, on Into the Pandemonium or or In the Vote?
0: In the Vote. Yeah, either, really. Uh,
1: I went for Into Into the Pandemonium. And, um, Mm. yeah, it's an album that I really, really enjoy. Still listen to it regularly. And I'm with Leanne in her... Uh, kind of shock at carnival being in the sub seven into the pandemonians in in the sub seven and i think it's i almost think it's a a pioneering masterpiece of uh experimental metal or just slightly kind of yeah experimental metal i suppose is the best way of describing it Progressive yeah I just think it's a wonderful album that really takes in so many different aspects of music that we we love in that kind of heavy music thing. Anthrax Spreading and Disease is still a very very enjoyable thrash metal album but for me there's too much more so much more that I can really get my teeth into with Into the Pandemonium so in you know into that I can't get into with um Uh, spreading disease where were you where did you sit on this i I think i know where you sat on this you were on the the side of anthrax weren't you
0: absolutely yeah um again this was something that was um coming up when i was stuck on the a3 i had listened to uh spreading the disease in the morning and i was driving home and i was listening to it and i just thought I'm, I'm getting rid of this. I can't. I can't poke up. I'm stuck in bloody traffic, and I'm listening to Celtic. I can't do it. i can got to turn it off. So I turned it off. I turned it off with one where the lady starts singing.
1: Oh, okay, yeah.
0: I uh, so, nope, that's enough. The decision has been made. Uh, so I, I just, can't, I, I just don't want to listen to any more. But one thing I was going to say about spreading the disease that might be controversial when I was listening to it. I don't think that's a thrash album. I think that's just, it is heavy metal um, with a couple of thrashier songs in there. Uh, Gung-ho, and it's almost sandwiched in, Gung-ho and uh, AIR. All the others, um, because uh, Medusa's on there, isn't it? And some of the other, the the, the lesser, Madhouse as well, they're they're like heavy metal. And a uh, a good heavy metal. They're very, very good songs. But I still don't think they have that real thrash sound until Among the Living. They were still holding on to some of the fistful of metal stuff.
1: Yeah, no, uh, I, th- I think you're right. I, 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 I totally get that. However, I do think that Gung Ho kind of outtrumps most thrash metal songs in its speed and its kind of intensity. <laughs> kind of makes up for a lot more of the kind of it, just the, the heavy metal that's on there.
0: Yeah, oh, it's it, it's certainly that. It is certainly that. It's intense, um, fast. The drumming on it is is pretty vicious as well, isn't it? Um, so, yeah, I, I totally get that. I just, you know, it, it, was, it was two albums that were very, one I didn't think was thrash metal because it was too heavy metal, and the other one I didn't think it was particularly thrash metal because it was too avant-garde and kind of experimental. But two very good examples of, of why we started this club to listen to stuff that, hey ho, we may not, you know, listen to any other time really. So I, I was more than happy with it.
1: Yeah, and there wasn't too much of a combat as to why why is that album in there. It's, no. I, I think, Frost's legacy almost warrants their place sometimes. And there's some hard hitting songs on there. You know, yeah. whilst whilst there is the the the, the, the stranger more kind of and certainly classical and gothicy kind of sections in there. There's some really quite heavy stuff on there, and um, a couple of songs anyway, at least. And I can see why people don't quite get it, but when they do punch, the Frost can match, you know, most bands pound for pound for a for a few minutes at least. But I like I like that kind of journey that you get with Frost, where you're not constantly getting punished like that you might with. You know napalm death or obituary or or something that gives you that just constant well, so obituary give you a little bit of different as well but um do you know what i mean there's there always something yeah. round the corner and round the corner from into the pandemonium of course we had cold lake so they certainly did give us something different but it it's it was always quite it was always going to be an interesting journey that Yeah. frost give you and and similarly on a similar trajectory like anthrax really the the journey that they had they mm-hmm. they certainly both of these bands weren't going to be that band that did what overkill have done or did what an no. or did what you know flots you know what i mean that fairly yeah. pretty much stuck to their guns not that there's anything wrong with that but these bands did try something a little bit different
0: yeah, absolutely. 100%. 100%. What, what do you want to do? Do you want to do the result first or do you want to uh, see what the, what the uh, members thought?
1: Let's see what the members thought and then we'll see how it reflects on the score. Neil Coggins, there he is, our man from Hard Rock Hell Radio, full metal racket, all-round good guy. He says, Tip. oh man, I love both albums, but spreading, but spreading the disease tips it. I think Frost went a bit too mad on this one. Some tracks on there I can live without. Strangely, it's a deeper cuts on spreading the disease. I prefer like the enemy and aftershock rather than AIR and Madhouse.
0: OK, I, I, I again, great, great insight. Thank you, Neil. I think with Frost, when he's saying that it was a bit, a bit too mad on that one, I, I was thinking about it. I, I think they kind of smashed that door down that needed to be smashed down with metal and thrash but then got trampled in the stampedes of bands that done it a little bit better than the frost.
1: Yeah. No. And,
0: and so it, it kind of has that a little bit of a, it, the album needed to be released and it needed to be that, that how it is for all these other bands to go, Oh, we, I got an idea. I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. And I just don't think the frost could keep up. Certainly when their next move was cold lake.
1: And Neil mentioned there about the deeper cuts on spreading the disease. And um, I'm sure I mentioned him playing the, the Madhouse. Yeah. Um, but also on the way home, it might be his most recent one. There was Imitation of Life from Anthrax uh, off Among the Living. And that is a real deeper cut. And he played that on his recent show, I'm sure. That is a real deeper cut, isn't it? That whole B-side yeah. of Among the Living or certainly the last maybe two or three songs. Yeah. I, I, I just love that outgo. Like, I know we're talking about Among the Living here, but kind of deeper cuts is what's coming on there. But that um, imitation of life or when Scott Ian talked about skeleton on the closet on back, going back to Kings Among Scotland and Scott Ian talked about if a 17 year old in me, you know, you said, what does anthrax signify? I would have told them this is what it was and, and skeleton in the closet. And I just think that's the great thing about anthrax is within their Within their discography, within their back catalogue, there's there's the classics that they roll out. They yeah. play them live, that we love, that we'll oh yeah, go and play it. We we whinge yeah. about because they play it too much. But but then there's the ones like Neil says there, like The Enemy or Aftershock or Imitation of yeah. Life or The Horror of It All or NFL. You know what I mean? There's some yeah some great stuff in their catalogue and, and that I think why anthrax are so unique that, that they're loved as much as for the classics as they are for often some of the real deeper cuts as well
0: and if there was to drop any of those into a live show god
1: poor, oh, absolutely would go bananas wouldn't it Mick O'Reilly spreading the disease is a love letter to my youth that brings back great memories of battle jackets boot runners and mixtapes and for some strange reason flagoons of cider and sore heads <laughs> anthrax for me all the way
0: yeah uh well there you go when all of that is because one thing celtic frost are not is battle jackets boot runners mixtapes flagons of ciders sore heads and all the rest of it they're more um uh cheese fondue sets aren't they
1: and stonewashed jeans and pubic hair
0: ah that was later that was later don't get don't get it twisted
1: Tony Watson, love them both undoubtedly. Anthrax will get the nod. voting Frosties just to go against the grain.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Tony. There you go. Middle finger to everyone. I think this is great. Undoubtedly, oh, bollocks to you. lot. I'm going with the Frost. Uh, and it's your vote and you can do exactly what you like with it. Thank you, mate.
1: Ah, oh, dearie, top lad, Darren Jones. He says, for the first time on this page, I'm completely thrown and I may have to vote on the result of a coin toss. I have huge love for Spreading the Disease. For me, it's the best album Amphrax ever released. They were the first band I ever saw live supporting Metallica in '86. And, and we've used Darren certainly let us um, put some of his pictures that we took yeah. at Newcastle Riverside with um, Amphrax and Metallica um, and those wonderful pictures not long before uh, Cliff Burton sadly died. And he says, as they open for uh, with ARR of spreading the disease, so it holds a real special place in my heart. It's an immense album. However, my love for The Frost is well-documented. Cold Lake aside, and Into the Pandemonium is one of my all-time favourite albums. First time I saw The Frost live was on this tour. October 87, Newcastle City Hall with Creator, and in my top 10 gigs of all time. I've still got the bootleg. I recorded and I recorded it and the sound checked i fucking adore this album in fact the frost get my vote purely because the majority of people will be voting for anthrax
0: and there you go he's gone he's he's talked himself into it he's talked himself into a uh, a selwick frost vote or a celtic frost vote or the frost or the celts whatever you want to call them um i would like to hear that sound check i wonder i you know a bootleg i do love a bootleg you know we're talking about live albums and i just there's something about a bootleg that i do enjoy and i bet that's precious seeing as that is uh the gig that you went to so um if there's any way you can digitize that darren and send it that'd be great to listen to
1: Here's old mate Gareth Pew. He says, As I, suspect, as I suspected, Amphrax <laughs> are walking away with this. It's an interesting matchup and two albums that are opposite ends of the spectrum. Both thrash, but whereas stra- uh, Spreading the Disease is squeaky clean with Joey's super melodic vocals of fairly conventional music, super tight riffing and rhythm section, while Into the Pandemonium is a band pushing at the boundaries and at times smashing those boundaries into pieces. Yeah, I... I Totally agree. And that's a great way of summing it up, Gareth. I'm finding it hard to vote for one or the other as they're so different. A younger me would differently have gone for spreading the disease, but me today likes the sheer madness of into the pandemonium. I know pretty much every inch of spreading the disease, but I hear something new on into the pandemonium on every listen. Into the pandemonium, <laughs> he's to tongue twist me here. It's a few times. Into the, ITP is for everyone and it's not for every easily listen, but time rewards that patience. I think that's a great point that he makes there.
0: Yeah, he said it's not an easy listen. It's no. not easy saying it three or four times either, is it, mate?
1: I think it's aged really well as well. Yeah. Kind of what you know, he's getting something from every listen, and I think ITP really does give you something on every listen. It does age. It has. It just. It could have been released last year I really do feel that do you? I do because there's a real range in there some of the brutal riffing is still really really strong but I think some of the orchestration is beautiful that's timeless I think some of the yeah I, I, the ambient sections could it, it's not of a date
0: yeah. See, I I think yeah, I I think when it when it comes to it, I okay, go oh yeah, the orchestration very good, production this, all these ideas. Yeah, I'm starting to gather momentum. Yeah, it's really going. And then the first riff when you hear Madhouse, it just blows that all away, and I can't get Madhouse. And it has to be spreading the disease for me.
1: That's fair enough. He's a he's one of the best riff riff meisters out there, isn't he, <coughs> old Scotty? So
0: yeah, yeah. So it comes with good pedigree. What was the result then, mate?
1: Well, no surprise, spreading the disease took it and they took it quite convincingly. 79% of 129 votes. So, yeah,
0: that's quite hefty, isn't it? That's Mm -hmm. uh, that's quite a, you know, almost 80% there. So I'm going to (sighs) sneeze. Sorry excuse me so yeah that is quite a uh, quite a hefty turnaround so I'm just going to put anthrax into the next round and there they are so well done anthrax unlucky celtic frost but it was good to talk about you I wonder if celtic frost going to qualify for next year's
1: what in the third place I don't think they'd be even in the running would they stonewashed jeans and you know
0: if someone puts well Oh, I mean, that is the name we could call that. That's going to be the new name for the album. We won't say Cold, cold Lake anymore. We'll call it pubic air and Stonewash." Yeah. Stonewash pubic airs. But what I'm thinking is, you know, if someone qualifies it, if someone wants it qualified, it's got to go in. Yeah, I don't think they're
1: in this club, though, are they, those people?
0: <laughs> well, you never know. You never know. So, um, But obviously <laughs> Anthrax uh, are going in, and obviously they'll be in the third round. But, yeah, go on. Sorry,
1: mate. I was just going to say, have we got an, another round of Pens and Plate coming up soon?
0: No, uh, we have. But next this weekend is going to be another heat for so far so good so what? Oh, so yeah, oh,
1: go on then. Random me up.
0: Random you up, mate. Uh, let me see what it is. It is one two. Uh, I think bizarrely, I think I'm. Oh no, yeah. What one to twenty one? One to twenty one. To
1: okay, number twelve,
0: Carl. Number twelve. Is suicidal tendencies join the army?
1: Okay, previous album of the fortnight.
0: Yes, it is. Well loved
1: album, well into the hall of fame.
0: Yes, it is true. So what's again, up again?
1: A- again, not a not a straight down the middle thrash album. One that say not not more of a thrash album at all. Number twenty, Carl.
0: Okay. Uh, let me just work this out. Coroner, punishment for decadence.
1: Mm. Now, Interesting. What do, what do you think? I think it's a great matchup. Two very, very loved and respected albums, very cult albums,
0: mm. uh,
1: in that they're not quite the mainstream. Technical thrash against punky, hardcore crossover. Well, more kind of a punky kind of out. Yeah. For me, I'm going, I'm going uh, coroner. I am.
0: Are you? Oh, See, yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm going the other way. I'm going, um, join the army. i okay. definitely join the army for me. I, you know, I love that album. Um, straight. It's, it's got that punky, hardcore sound in there with the thrash metal. Um, But I'm again going to give. It's it's all about listening to the classics of the weekend, and what two better albums could you listen to um, than those two? Two different ones again. There's definitely going to be a pick a side moment coming up. Well, both both have
1: uh, featured, haven't they? We we have featured uh, "Punishment for Decadence" because I remember certainly it. I I can't. It's certainly in the hall of fame. But yeah, I mean, Masked Jackals on uh, the "Punishment for Decadence" and. um, that one, Arclight, that's the, is that the instrumental one that we, do you remember there was one that was, you've just got through Mass Jackal, which is just a classic thrash metal song. And then you've got Arclight, which is, I'm sure it's Arclight. It might not have been that one. There's definitely a, a, an instrumental, almost like neoclassical kind of instrumental song comes on. You're like, what, what are they doing? But that's Coroner. They're technically an awesome thrash metal band, musically brilliant. Um that were trying something a little bit different in their in their music. There, three of them as well. That's the thing. Coronet, three guys, awesome, yes. awesome stuff. Uh,
0: let me see if they're in the. Um, so right, I'm
1: sure it's in the Hall of Fame.
0: It is. It is in position number twenty-one. Okay, eight point two five.
1: So it scored very, very highly. Twenty-one. Yeah. That just shows the the volume of albums we've done. The fact that it scored eight point two five and it's in 20, uh, twenty-one place. And join the army. Where's that?
0: 29th place, 8.11. Wow.
1: So it's <laughs> a, a, a smidgen away.
0: Yeah, it is. It's one point, uh, point four away from each other. So, yeah, just uh, going to be a tight one, that one. Let's see where we go. Okay. Okay. Um, so we are almost done, mate. It's now uh, time for what have you been listening to? Not what I've been listening to, mate. Not what I've been listening to. What? Oh
1: my days, what I've been listening to uh, is you clearing that nose of yours.
0: That. that was a hell of an ejaculation, wasn't it? So <clears throat> let me get it up, talking about ejaculation.
1: That's what I'm doing. Let's have a look. Andrew Matthews kicks things off. Go on, Ed. He's been listening. Good evening, Andrew. Good to hear from you, me old mate. Paul Draper, both albums. Uh, Paul Draper being the guy from Manson, the British Britpop kind of band. Oh, Little right. Boots, uh, some old electronic pop. And a band that we always struggle to say, but I'm going to say it with confidence and so no one doubts me, Carl. Caribdis, new EP.
0: Oh, okay. No, I think you've done well there, mate. Um, Neil Branigan has been on loads of Moshing the Roof on submissions, including some advanced tracks from Elimination, hell grind, Hell Affected and Temper Shot and so many more.
1: Here's our man that wrote the intro to Control and Resistance. Watchtower, Kevin Adamson, Watchtower, Control and Resistance. You know why? Still found, sounds fantastic. Solitary, the truth behind the lies, quite possibly the UK's most underrated thrash band. I don't know. I think th- I, underrated. I think they get a fair bit of um, respect and love i think yeah it'd be great more people got into them there they are a, a great album that kevin you're right um immolation I'm mm, mm, this yeah, is a good point it's a good point yeah. yeah no it is a good point immolation kingdom of conspiracy just crushing is that yeah, the that album from
0: immolation i believe it is i know they've had a new album out and it's getting quite a bit of press so uh, i can only assume so uh jason manley uh, watched Hamilton early birthday present from the other half. It's very good. Listen to Oceans by Espirit the Air. Japanese power metal. Really good. Uh, Ballad of the Broken Seas. Um Isabel. And then he's gone on to another one, which we can't there's your three, Jason. You know the rules by now, and if you don't, you should. But thank you for that anyway. No, that's man.
1: that's who that's who did the song, mate. Is it's, it? Oh, it's a song, yeah. is it? Yeah.
0: Oh, it's, it's on a different line, that's why. It's no, Isabella Mark, and
1: Mark, okay. Mark Lanigan, they duetted on that.
0: Oh, I thought it was a different... It's, sorry, it's gone on a different line. Uh, uh, oh, OK, so Mark Lanigan, uh, RIP, one of the great voices in music. So you can have it, Jason. I take it all back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You do and know the rules.
1: <laughs> he does know the rules, yeah. He, um, he, he's just started, you know, he's he, he, he done a Friday evenings now, Carl, on Radio Glamorgan. He does a hourly... wrong hourly long rock show as well so you're not just getting half an hour of rock music to rock your socks off to he's uh, playing friday nights a whole hour of thrash death black and industrial metal so that's all well and good on the um radio glamorgan so friday well night
0: rock show good yeah
1: absolutely brilliant stuff well worth checking out on radio glamorgan does a good job pd Day aside, Legion, 30th anniversary this week. That's mental, isn't it? 30 years ago, Legion. Uh, Immortal, Blizzard Beasts and Garotted Only Tools and Corpses. (laughs) Only
0: Tools and Corpses, which is a brilliant name. That is brilliant. Thank you, Thank you, Pete.
1: And a happy birthday. Happy belated 50th to you, Pete.
0: Yeah, it is his 50th, but it's not his 50th, is it?
1: If not, but you know, how many people missed out last year, the year before? Because yeah. of so, yeah, celebrate whatever you're celebrating and enjoy yourselves.
0: Good work, good work. Uh, Andrew Matheson listening to Adrenaline OD, humongous fungus, you, humongous fungus, mongus. That's all one word. Did I say that right? They Good nearly know. got
1: you, but you've done well.
0: I've done well. Son of the Endless Night, Life, A Tragedy Tainted by Malevolence, and reading, James S.A. Corey, Leviathan Wakes. That's some intense stuff right there, so thank you very much, mate.
1: There's the machine, Paul Hutchins, New Meridian. Yes, Carl, New Meridian. It's called An Hour Before It's Dark, and it's absolutely beautiful. It will take something extra special to dislodge this from number one spot.
0: Well, they get a, a spot on Pebble
1: mill on pebble mill pebble mill uh,
0: uh Marillion live from pebble mill that should frank, be number one.
1: frank boff loves there you go that's the sticker on
0: the front there you go frank yeah. boff
1: loves Marillion.
0: He he listens to the new Meridian album whilst uh, wanking in his shell suit. There you go.
1: Selena Scott loves destruction. She's been listening to, uh, Paul, sorry, has been listening to Diabolical, another blistering album from Shrim and Co. And despite (laughs) Mike not being with them, the visceral edge is present and correct.
0: Good old Shrimmer. Well done, mate.
1: And then finally, Fury, Born to Sin, the fourth album by the Worcestershire Outfit, and it's fantastic stuff.
0: Oh, I might have to give that a go. Interested in that, mate. Well, thank you for that eclectic mix right there. Richard Oliver, some thrashy goodness that got plays out of me recently include. Voivod, Raw, Artillery X and Exodus Exhibit B and the Human Condition.
1: Cheers, Rich. Good stuff. Thank you, mate. Here's your old mate, J.A. Smith, listening to Gorguts Considered Dead, Low Vestigale, and Dark Throne Eternal Hails.
0: Well, I'm surprised you didn't bump into him at the record store because he's down that way, and he surely would have been at that Guildford record store, mate. Well, yeah, was, it that? was It was a crock of
1: shit, mate.
0: Oh. <laughs> you didn't get anything?
1: No, it, absolute rubbish. You go out. It, it was one stall. I thought it was a record fair. It wasn't. It was. It was just a, a, a local. Uh, record shop had a pop-up record store at the pub and it was just a I don't know 10 crates of records to go through and um okay. it, th- what they had there wasn't shit it was just it was shit that I was expecting a record fair and and I got a pop-up kind of um
0: a pop-up store anything anything pop- good anything worth grabbing away did you did you take anything with you
1: Uh, I took my two girls with me and it was outdoors and it was freezing cold. And after about flicking through about five records, daddy, it's really cold in here. Daddy, can we go, daddy, you've got that one. And it was Iron Maiden Killers. And, and, you know, and that was about the most metal record I did see in there was Iron Maiden Killers. So uh, it was a lot of, you know, there was not a lot of great kind of, underground metal stuff in there but it's good that these shops are opening up in places where you can get to but I thought it was going to be a record fair it was one you know it was one little hut in in the pub beer garden.
0: <laughs> oh dear um, Frank Holby I've uh, been playing razorback catalog um, a lot been a while since I indulged been spinning benign and nothingness from hexen as I got it on limited edition vinyl this week. And as it's 36 year old today, the unbelievable, undeniably ageless classic King of Metal, Master of Puppets.
1: Oh, that's a wonderful album. Of
0: course it is. Unfuck withable.
1: Corvo Atano, Instinct of Survival, Call of the Blue Distance. Agnosy, Trails of the uh, Traits of the Past. Now, that, that was all foreign to me there because... So, yeah. I, I you know, they could. I don't know who they are, those bands, but I'm, I'll take a note and I'll, I'll check them out and then create a violent revolution. Great stuff, Corvo.
0: No, oh, brilliant. Nice little collection there. Um, Graham Meldrum, a bit of a dirty, crusty theme. Deviant Instinct, guttural beneath. Hell Bastard, heading for eternal darkness. And Avril Levine, Love Sucks. Just filthy stench core all around. <laughs> I will not be taking a note of Avril Lavigne, love sucks, with an X, edgy. Edgy, mate,
1: edgy. edgy. Someone's typing a comment.
0: Oh, cool. Well, let's, when we get down to the bottom, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it.
1: Why, is there more there? Because I'm. that's where I'm at.
0: Oh, oh, is it? Yeah, I've got a shed load more.
1: Oh, have you? Well, that shows that I've not.
0: <laughs> refresh refresh. How
1: do uh, I refresh
0: uh just come off it and go back on it again okay uh i'll go lee shep listening to holy terror mind wars macabre gloom and exhorter Slaughtering the vatican God, mm. he's a, he's a there, dirty he's just,
1: bastard isn't he that lee <laughs> there you go
0: there you go you're gonna
1: have to crack on again
0: neil bolton the uh all right here mate uh the new wonderful tusker is at max um, um heavy claw allosaurus and desert storm horizontal for life
1: go on the mighty heavy claw and that tuscar album uh yeah right up neil street brilliant yeah. stuff
0: i did give that a spin of the week actually
1: yeah a real nice mix of kind of old classic mastodon with a bit more of a progressive kind of classic metal feel as well it's good stuff yeah.
0: it, was, it was quite stuttery and starty though wasn't it
1: uh, yes it was, the album it was from the initial kind of first couple of singles you thought wow we're onto a real sludgy heavy doomy thing here but the album itself, yes it is a little bit like that Yeah. Carry on mate
0: Dylan Jones, Forlorn Hope Red Coat EP, Half Man Half Biscuit, All I Want for Christmas is a Julka uh, a Praga Way Kit and Wasp, Last Command
1: Is there a song about a a, a prog away not it? Eh?
0: yeah well but an album no less from half man half biscuit which i always think are the best name. i wonder what that would look like a half man half biscuit but there you go don't take it so literal it's probably deep and meaningful and i've probably missed the point as i always do uh david fisher new member hello david nice to have you along this week it's been mostly death angel i've been mixed up today with some suicidal angels Years of Aggression and Mortal Sin, uh, May Mayhemic Destruction album. Thank you very much, mate. Nice to have you aboard and a great mix there.
1: Yeah, great stuff, David. Good to have you on board. Real nice mix there. A bit of Greek thrash metal and a bit of, um, yes. bit of Australian thrash thrown in there as well. And uh, Stuart Jardine, Tankard for a Thousand Beers, Trouble, One for the Road and Voivod, Synchro
0: Anarchy. Oh, something new, something borrowed there. That's good. Uh, Mark Pensum, He of the Plate, COC Blind, Acid Rain, Obnoxious, complete with album commentary on Talking Bollocks Patreon. I heard that today. And uh, help me out there,
1: mate. I I can't, mate. It's um,
0: Sigiria. Sigiria. Maiden Mother Crone, who were excellent live with Green Lung on Sunday in Cardiff. Yeah, so yeah.
1: nice phone. Uh, saw some good things about Green Lung there. Yeah, I'll,
0: yeah, they've been getting, getting
1: a band of the year last year. Mel Campbell, good evening, Mel. Always Hello, Mel. Yeah, always good to hear from you. I've been trying to listen to as much stuff by Ignea as I can. They're a Ukrainian melodic death metal band, and though the music isn't totally my cup of tea, I like supporting them. as the band are doing their best to update the outside world of Evelyn happening over there. There's some lush T-shirts and merch too. They can't post them yet, but you can support the band by buying them, and they're giving um, and they're giving to good causes.
0: Oh, cool! I'll get the links down in the bottom, then, um, then Mel, uh, in the comments, and uh, see how many people you might get might get a bit of business for them. So thank you for that, uh, Dean Hughes. Testament from the Legacy to Titans had them all on all day today whilst working. Body Count, Bloodlust. And sanctity, road to a bloodshed, and he has got a watch. But you've had your three. I think definitely had his three.
1: I think I think Dean may have included sanctity to our bloodstock playlist that we had a couple oh, of years ago because okay. I certainly remember blood sanctity on there. And here's one, Mick. You'll be loving next year, next week's yeah, um, I mean, this week. O'Reilly. Oh, absolutely. Coroner, punishment for decadence. Yeah, tick him off as a vote for punishment.
0: It's 2-1 now, isn't it?
1: Reanimator, Condemned to Eternity and Holy Terror, Mind Wars. It was an old school buzz this week.
0: Yes, certainly was by those three, mate. Uh, Dan Squires, Danzig, self-titled, Municipal Waste, The Fatal Feast and Halloween. Check this one out, Pink Bubbles, Go aped. Damned thing, despite not hearing it for well, since they played a snippet on the chart show rock chart in the 90s. I had kids of the century stuck in my head on Friday, went to visit my sister and had a cheeky look at HMV. And there was Pink Bubbles on vinyl on sale. And uh, so there's your three, mate. Nice story about Pink Bubbles. Go Ape.
1: Oh, great stuff, Gareth Pugh, he's been listening to Ken Nardi, Trauma. Yeah, that's um, an album I want to reacquaint myself with because I really enjoy what I heard. Overkill, Feel to Horoscope. Feel to Horoscope. Oh, Feel, feel the, fire, feel, to feel the, the fire to Horoscope. So that's um, probably four or five, in four there. Or five albums see, in sneaked
0: there. It in. see, this is how you bend the rules, isn't it? If you're a wily uh, campaigner like Gareth, you can bend the rules in there slightly. See, I was
1: reading that as... Fill to Horoscope. What, what album's that? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, Fill the Fire, up to and including Horoscope, it's which dope. Horoscope, one of the greatest thrash metal albums of the modern time. And then Magus, Megas, Human Error.
0: Yeah, oh, very good. And even there, Kevin Adamson's put in there, Sneaky. <laughs> sneaky. He knew <laughs> what he was up to. They, he, knew what, he, was, he knew what he was doing. Um, Jamie Kinghorn, New to me, Thrash, Hexen, State of Insurgency, Lazarus AD, The Onslaught and Red Shark, Mars Recall. Ooh, mm. Very good. So Fury and Red Shark. Let's put them down. And yet again, defending
1: is Mr. Solid award, George Nisbet, Massacre Resurgence, Death Angel Humanicide and Death Leprosy. Just yet again, a solid all round performance. He's like the, I know you won't like this Carl, Arsenal back floor. Oh fucking hell! No, he's not. He's, well, boring. Dependable, solid, and you're you just you're just getting pummeled. Basically, you try and get through that, you're getting pushed back because there is a solid wall of thrash, death, and classic metal that is saying, "No, fuck off! You're not getting through here. My nah, three are going to stop you." Oh,
0: uh, okay. I don't know whether it's you know you you could either be loved or hated by um yeah George uh, is
1: probably a Tottenham fan yeah
0: <laughs> yeah well, no, or a Chelsea
1: a, fan well, or no, a G- Stan fan
0: George could be a football fan in which or case you really upset him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Sean Harkin the new generation kill um MK Ultra Rob Dukes is really good uh can't buy it here so I've had to get my hands on a DL definitely buying the CD later overkill under the influence and three inches of blood advance and vanquish Deadly <laughs> oh wow that was a good blast there mate and that's all i have wonderful but i thought there was a comment that went in uh, uh, let me just refresh because i thought someone yes i think someone did post oh, chris, chris g chris chris
1: g do you chris want
0: to do Gamble. Yeah,
1: lots of Mark Lanigan, RIP. We've not mentioned him because when we yeah we just haven't solo stuff. Queens of the Stone Age and Screaming Trees. Yeah, uh, Blake Seven. They definitely don't make them like that anymore. Had a lot of nostalgic fun with Cheapest Chips, seventies, eighties BBC sci-fi series. Brilliant, mate. Yeah, I, I, pretty, I- it's funny
0: because.
1: Mark Lanigan. I only really knew Mark Lanigan from Screaming Trees whilst I know that he had massive and huge amounts of kind of collaborative work with other people. You know, the likes of Mad Season, the song on um, the the kind of Alice in Chains Pearl Jam album Um, and he did the stuff with Queen to the Stone Age. But my kind of initial thing with Mark Lanigan was Screaming Trees. Sweet Oblivion for me, an absolutely wonderful album. Yeah. What a voice. What a great guy. Uh, I, I really want to Hutch to do speed reading of uh, Mark Lanigan's autobiography, because by all accounts, he doesn't hold back on the guys. There were two brothers in Screaming Trees. Yes. And I, yeah, and he just... He hates that time in Screaming Trees. He was still a drug dealer, by all accounts. Still, you know, um, yeah. having to yeah. I, I say, by all accounts, this is from what I've read. It's not me claiming that Mark Lanigan was in <laughs> drugs, but he hates the, the the Van. What were they called? The Van Arthur Brothers. Van Old, but I, I don't know. That. Yeah, um, yeah, and um, he didn't like uh, didn't like how Singles came out. The kind of Hollywood blockbuster way that they made the grunge scene be in, in San Francisco. But I think in amongst everything that's kind of gone on, what a great, great voice that guy did have at one point. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful voice. And for me, Sweet Oblivion is one of my favourite albums, absolutely brilliant albums start to finish. Whilst I don't know the Screaming Trees discography Um at, at all really I think Sweet Oblivion it, it's funny really you connect with some albums and, and for me yeah it's just a brilliant album and yeah sadly another one gone but what a legacy that he leaves and, and how he touched many people's many people's hearts and, and souls really great great voice
0: yes haunting voice in, in some say. I, I actually saw them in 92 and at Reading Festival um, a cold and blowy Sunday afternoon uh, f- following on the Melvins, so uh, that was Melvins, and then followed by Screaming Tree, followed by Beastie Boys and L Seven. So that was quite a grunge tastic time. Yeah, there uh, there. certainly
1: of that time, isn't
0: it? Yeah, but his voice did. Uh, you're, you're you're absolutely right. His voice really did come kind of amongst all of those ba- all of those artists that were on that day. Mm. He he his was the voice of the day because he was the the best singer out of all of them. Really, uh, Nick Cave. I mean, he's not really. He's more of a poet, isn't he? he just he does what he does. Yeah,
1: he just does what he does.
0: Yeah, you you can't, can't talk about. He's got a great voice. Yeah, he has a distinctive for sure. But um, you know, and Kirk Cobain, I mean, yes, a distinctive and voice of a generation. But could you say, oh, it's an absolutely haunting voice? Not for me. That that all goes to Mark. So, uh um, yeah, it just it just very sad to hear. But we won't leave on a on a bad note, will we, mate? Because it's almost time to say adieu.
1: Yeah, absolutely. George has just phoned up and he says he's 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 not an Arsenal fan. Oh, okay. So uh can we not mention football? He's yeah. actually yeah.
0: He actually supports the Saracens. Yeah. <laughs> he's,
1: he's a so big rugby, rugby fan.
0: A big rugby fan. That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, so um thank you for everyone that's commented thank you everyone we've got some good stuff coming up in the club that we always have we've got like I say we got this Frank and file that was in the uh, in the mix with Mr Hutch uh, we've got a brand new year 2013 to get you three out of we've got the um, sixth round of uh, so far so good sophomore and uh, we'll have another Deepest Cuts as well a whole new world. <sighs> Hey,
1: I just can't leave it can I
0: you can't leave it, can't leave it. Is that going to be your party gift? Because we'll close it down now, mate.
1: I think so, yeah. I'm also going to check out that band that Mel mentioned there, really. I think in yeah. light of everything that's going on, I'm going to give them some time. If uh, Going back to whilst we do the sister podcast, Deepest Cuts, and we've had G on there, Gareth, we've had The yeah. Machine on there, and we've got Rich coming up next week, then... Cool. Um, you know, it's always good to hear new music. Certainly, I'm, I'm certainly enjoying some of the music that I've picked up on on those particular rounds of you know, yeah. deepest cuts. But I think it's always good to get recommendations also from what people are listening to as well. And for me, certainly. there was one instant of sorrow or something um, someone mentioned on there that I took a note of but also Mel uh, Mel Campbell mentioned there the Ukrainian band I'm going to check out that because whilst melodic death metal isn't isn't particularly my thing uh, if it's good and I you know I'm certainly not going to dislike decent melodic death metal if it hits a it's a spot with me. I'll I'll enjoy it, and and the Ukrainian band that are trying to do their thing. Yeah, if I can if I can throw a few quid their way, and it, you know,
0: absolutely. And yeah, uh, yeah. Let's yeah. so yeah yeah. Let's let's do it. Let's do it. Let's have a listen. Let's see what they go. Let's see what they got. Because uh, we all, we, you know, at times like this, it, it just makes you just think, doesn't it? And it's just outside, you know, it's just outside your window. That's why I think, you know, it's not too far away. Certainly in the world we live in now, nothing's too far away. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a tough one.
1: Absolutely, mate. You know, we've moved on from, you know, we've had some pretty dark times the past couple of years. As everyone's been through all sorts of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, and if me and you talking our absolute, utter nonsense. can Yeah you know, be some little.
0: Well, yeah, absolutely. Me sneezing down is is just one of those things. Sorry, I got my sneezing fit right in the middle. I don't know. Apologies about that. But this is all sort of stuff that gets thrown in ad lib as these things happen don't they and uh well, adds a bit of flavor requests.
1: we've had five requests from Chile actually um on the email on the thrash metal album club gmail we have five requests from chili for this sneezing one tonight actually Carl. <laughs>
0: okay okay well, there a- you go there you go i have got to please gotta please the Chileans, mate that's what i think there you go <laughs> right then mate give me your last words
1: the whole new world.